Hey, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, the baby boomers are getting older. But are we ready for what happens when the people we love age? Today, we're going to cover how to approach topics of estates and driving with the people who may want to avoid those subjects entirely. All that up next on the Matt Townsend Show. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Obama turned to governors this morning as part of his continued effort to stop the sequester, which will bring $85 million in new spending cuts on March 1st if lawmakers do not pass measures to stop it. The Plain States are hunkering down for another major winter storm after enduring one just last week. Two to three inches are falling every hour in Texas, and even with snow plows, road conditions are being reported as nearly impassable in some areas. The high school graduation rate is up dramatically nationwide, with current numbers showing we are on pace to reach 90 percent graduation by 2020. However, students with limited fluency in English or who suffer from learning disabilities are still facing long odds. Police say today the prime suspect in the Las Vegas shooting last week that killed an aspiring rapper has a long criminal history, which includes robbery, sexual assault and even kidnapping. Coast Guard officials are searching for a lost family of four off the northern California coast. Two adults and two children were aboard a sailboat when the Coast Guard received their distress call yesterday. Their last radio contact advised authorities they were abandoning ship. In world news, after two days of voting, Italy's Democratic Party looks to be leading the race. However, it's still unclear if they have enough votes to take both houses of parliament, with the People of Freedom Party in a close second. Syrian regime officials made a clear offer today to the rebel forces. They are ready to talk. However, even with the negotiation offer on the table, the regime says they will continue their fight against what they call terrorism. And the European horse meat scandal has hit IKEA's world-famous meatballs. Nearly 1,700 pounds of meatballs from the Swedish furniture giant were pulled from shelves in the Czech Republic due to the horse meat. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. Your guide on the side, your life coach, doing what we can on this program to give you some tools, skills, ideas for how to deal with this crazy thing called life. Welcome to the program. It's good to be back. I feel like I haven't seen y'all for a while, and now I look in your faces, and uh, I missed you. Are you serious? Is that like a serious missed you, or I missed dealing with you? Missed you in the parking lot. I didn't miss any of you. Were we gone? I don't even remember. No, totally. I miss you guys. Like I like on during the weekend I just I just don't see you. Do you have flashbacks on Saturday like, oh it's it's three o'clock, I need to Oh, it's Saturday. We're good. Yeah. No, uh-huh. I don't. I don't Is that why oh. you texted me over uh-huh. the weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see that text? I did, get, I did see that text because I responded. Yes, you did. I so got that. So that probably meant I saw the one you sent. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's technology. <laughs> Slow down. I sent him a picture. Do you want to show him the picture? It's a really great picture of Skyboy that Skyboy's grandma sent me. Because on the show last Thursday, Skyboy's grandma just happened to call in. Okay? 
checking up on him. And there's a picture that I found of him that she sent of him. He's in a really little. (laughs) He's in a little Superman outfit with a baby face. You're not joking. No, no, (laughs) and she took it. uh, She took it last year. Um, what do you think, Bryce? Tell me what you're seeing in that picture. Well, I'm seeing the movie poster for for one of the more traumatic Superman movies uh-huh. I saw. And Skyboy's in the outfit. Well, that's actually not Lead the movie. If, if you look carefully, that's not the movie poster. He's just uh, kind of staged it. But he's it's, done a really good job. They just know? put a baby's face on it. <laughs> no, it's Sky's face. It's Yes, it is Sky's <laughs> face. Totally Sky's face. <laughs> totally. So I appreciate uh, Sonia Hansen sending that to me. A cute picture of Skyboy. Um so I missed that. Now, did you guys who who got into the Oscars really? Because I know a lot of you never see movies. Is this the award show for plays? The award show for no. music? Those are Hot Tony's. award show Oscar for Meyer. TV Have you ever heard shows. Of it? It's a great program. Which one is this? This is movies, motion picture. Oh, you don't you don't get to see the, the last well, movie I pay Rob attention saw to the uh, music was what the music one? I'll pay, uh, oh, I watched uh, Volcano. Volcano. <laughs> From the uh, 90s. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones from, uh, yeah, yeah the, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, the computer that's... graphics in it were uh, yeah. quite good. You should good. have seen the movies this year that were nominated. You would have loved I'm it. I'm getting there. I just have a big pile to work through. You know? I loved it. Okay, who's seen Lincoln? Oh, I have. Daniel Day-Lewis rocks it. Okay, he wins it. That's cool. He deserved that, don't you think? I like him. I like that. I even like Lincoln now. I mean, I didn't know that much about him. <laughs> but yeah, I really like him a lot. He, I didn't even know he was a president. That's a pretty neat thing. Well, thanks, Daniel Day-Lewis, for really getting into the role. And bringing it to life for me. Bringing it into theaters. Yeah, he rocked it. Now, everyone's talking about this Jennifer Lawrence taking a fall. Sorry, you mean the class act who was... I mean, that's just sad. Have you guys ever just turfed it like that? Jess is like, oh, you mean today? (laughs) Over the weekend, we had a... Skating act, ice skating activity, and I tried to grab a kid's hand, and I belly flopped it. What? What? Speaking of falling on my face, you were just grabbing. <laughs> you were just. You were trying to grab his hand. Okay, well, <laughs> that's you're a different so, story. You're a liar. You were. That, it's like my high fives, you know. Yeah. I, I'm Have not you been a good working aimer. on your high fives? By the way, Rob missed all of that. <laughs> just what we ought to do is throw. Have Have you go throw a high five to Rob, and let's just see how it goes. That would be good. Let's save that for later. Okay. Yeah, we don't want. <laughs> let's leave everyone hanging. Um, Anne Hathaway wins for Les Mis. Eponine was the part she played, right? No. Oh, wasn't that she, she got an award for her role oh, in uh, Get Smart, Fontaine. right? Yes, that was great. It, right. it was Fontaine. Don't you think she deserved okay. that no matter what? Like, she rocked that She thing. did good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys hardly saw the movies. I get it. No, um, no, I saw Les Mis, and I really liked it. I did didn't you? think that Russell Crowe did very good, so I was yeah. glad that but someone see, everyone got... gets caught up in the singing, and they're not good singers. Everyone gets caught up in the singing in that musical. Weird. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that, the, the, the funny thing is, is how how can you like portray a broken prostitute without and still sing beautifully? No, so I, she was in pain when she was singing. That's what made it. Oh, pain. I'm 100 percent on board with one. with Matt on yeah. that. People were like, "Her singing's terrible." Yeah. Well, if you were diseased and dying, yeah. I don't think you'd be able to stay on yeah. key that well. Yeah, just it's thought, harder. Just I don't know. Thought. It's because a, a lot of singing's about your breathing, <laughs> and if you had two TB and all the other diseases, see, it's just harder. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. You with me? I'm on board. Um, Adele, you got to love that music. Did huh? she? Did she do the Skyfall song? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She yeah, rocked yeah. it. And I, that one, that one, right? Yeah, that one. Um, I still think Lincoln should have won because I haven't seen Argo. Okay. 
And until I see it, Lincoln's the winner. Did Lincoln personally come to accept the award? Well, you know, Lincoln's dead. Lincoln died a long I'm time ago. Just clarifying, you I, never yeah. know with Daniel Day Lewis. Like he that is guy's so good. He's the method actor of method. Act, like he becomes the person. So if he ever got he channeled, yeah, yeah. he would totally show up as Lincoln. And Michelle Obama gets to announce the winner, the winning movie. What is that? I mean, that's pre- unprecedented, right? None of you saw it, but <laughs> <sighs> I trust you. Why do I try? Why do I try with you guys? So, um. Well, I guess it was neat for those of you that watched it, the rest of us. Um, I guess let's just do human headlines. Just this crazy thing we like to do on the show. Real news that affects real people. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Human headlines. Human headlines, the good, the bad, the ugly. We like to talk about what's going on in the news. And apparently my people aren't watching the Oscars. So what better to talk about than the news? Do you have any news for me? I don't know about I don't know if it's better than the Oscars. It's Monday, isn't it? It's Monday! <laughs> Monday's a hard day to get going. Matt, do you ignore the uh, recommendations for what you should do with your diet? Uh, better yet, should I just ask, are you an American? Yes, and I don't even, I don't even take them as a recommendation. Okay, so, so I do years ignore. and years we've been hearing eat less fast food. I'm not going to beat that dead horse. Yeah, but, but guess what? We're actually kind of starting to listen. Are we? Yeah. Well, what are people eating? Just less fast food. I don't know. Maybe we're just eating less food. I think it's because we're poor. Yeah, it could be. Actually, we're losing money. The recession that could be part of it because I, I, fast food is expensive. Well, I've cut my Twinkie intake by fifty percent. I don't think that counts as fast food. That's just bad food. <sighs> Good point. But you do if, eat it fast. Has I this do study eat it been since Hostess went under? Um, That's not that fast food. Well. It was before. Oh, so. so it's probably only got up from Interesting. here. Interesting. <laughs> so we're consuming less, a little bit less, but less fast food. Interesting. Because I, I think, you know, what was it, since, I don't know, the 80s, mm-hmm. they've been saying like, guys, you know all this fast food? Probably shouldn't just eat it all the time. Maybe it was just, maybe maybe fast food's not any, something that's actually going to stick and last. Maybe it was just like a bump on the highway of life. Maybe it's just a fad. It's a fad. A fast food, food fad. Fast food a fad. 70-year fad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some fads are long. That's a long uh, fad. That is. I think fast food's uh, sticking around. I think it's. That's what. That's right. Or are people fast switching to stick. maybe healthier mom and pop burrito joints <laughs> as opposed to mom and pop burrito joints? <laughs> no, there there are the uh, the taco trucks and the yeah. you know where they're actually using real ingredients as opposed to the the unlicensed not, ones not that are on the side on of the road. Burger King, McDonald's, Arby's, but. I'm really not sure what I'm eating. Mystery meat, they call it. Yeah, but I like- Because you don't uh, know. I love fast food. It's really good, and it's really convenient. And you know what? I think it's okay to have it every now and then, which is apparently what we're doing. Every now and then instead of every time. Instead of every day, every meal. As convenient and (laughs) utterly expensive as that would be. Boy, that means, you know, we're going to have a lot more money to deal with when we're getting older. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's not the case. (laughs) Darn it. Okay, Still that's poor. good news. Good job, America. Thanks for eating less. Especially mystery meat. And I mark my words. We'll find out fast food is a fad, just like we will with the internet. In another 70 years. Two fads in a row. Like, you know, pockets. <laughs> Who else has got Who news? Those, pockets, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think pockets are going to go, yeah. too. Hey, uh, mystery meat. Our favorite story. Europe. Yes. Heard all about it, Mystery right? meat. The horse mystery. 
The mystery meat debacle yeah. spread to IKEA. No way. Not the ones here, though. Just the ones in Europe. In Europe, the Swedish meatballs at IKEA. Yeah, you heard Sam mention had a mystery that, meat uh, in the news there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But uh, like I say, the good news is that it <laughs> does not affect those of us in the colonies. Well, Canada, Australia, and the United States. We're, do you have a horse cool. noise, Skyboy? No, I was thinking I'm going to go back in the in the show later and, yeah. and take that and make that as a hotkey for a horse Make it noise. a hotkey. Yeah, yeah. I'll make that the horse the noise. The mystery. <laughs> um, wow, that kind of blows it because I have an Ikea by my house and I'm not going to trust it. I, but that's the other thing, because I say it's good news, but it, it's also bad news. Because I got thinking about the way people treat their farm animals. One of my favorite foods is chickens. And it does make a difference if you let the chickens roam free yeah. and, and Play as pinball. opposed to the high-density chicken feedlot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the chicken isn't quite so good. And I got no. thinking, well, what cows, the Swedish meatballs are made out of, or any of these lasagnas and things they've been complaining about or in these high-density feedlots. But horses, Mm-mm. there's no such thing as a high-density horse pasture. I mean, usually horses are allowed to roam free, you know, within a pen. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, people take really good care of them. Well, Kentucky Derby. Or do we have this backwards, though? <laughs> Should we actually be upset that the meatballs have cow meat in it and be thrilled to hear that it's horse meat because the horses were actually taken care of. I don't know. I've never eaten horse meat and I've never owned a farm animal. So I have no idea. Well, you may have eaten horse meat. I'm sure you have. (laughs) You just didn't (laughs) Who knows? But for some reason that doesn't for some reason I don't see why this is such a big scandal. All they need to do is label may contain horse meat. Or other other animal byproducts. I I mean like we eat hot dogs. So I think like oh no it might have horse in it. I ate a hot dog once. I don't really have any grounds to complain. Don't say grounds and hot dog in the uh. same sentence. <laughs> well, it's the uh, centrifuge, the mechanically separated uh. chicken. Oh, and then the, you know, you know, like you get a rotisserie chicken from uh. the store. And then, you know, and this isn't oh. gross. This isn't gross. I'm starting to gag. Okay, you know, you have the r- rotisserie chicken in the store. Your favorite meal. And, yeah, that's way. what I live off of. You can pick all the good bits off yeah, and eat good. it. And there's still chicken on there, but it's so hard to yeah. pick off that you My just son kinda, could get it. He he could it be all the yeah, diving. He could grind that off. <laughs> well, imagine you had a centrifuge that would spin that around, and the chicken bits would fly off. Mm. That's basically what the hot dogs are made out of. Hey, Rob, have you thought a lot about that? Because <laughs> you you've actually thought about how to get the chicken off the bone with the yeah. centrifuge. Hmm. Well, I you know well, I hate waste. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I do too. Lessons from the Matt Townsend Show. Who else has got news for us? Anybody else? I do. I've got... Jessica, straight from Grantsville, Utah. That's correct. Okay. I want to take everyone on a little daydream. Let's okay. take a minute and okay. just Should escape. we close our eyes? Yeah. Close, mm. Except if you're driving. Okay. Yeah. If you're driving, <laughs> I don't want those. keep your eyes <laughs> But open. just... Okay. First of all, imagine your father is Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Founder of Microsoft and the second richest person in the world. I'm starting to look like a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) With a net worth in the billions. And uh, start imagining your dream mansion. Oh, yeah. How would you use that money? Just imagine all the good things that you could get. And now imagine your inheritance is actually already pledged to charity. As we're talking about... 
What? That kind of stuff today. I decided to look at Bill Gates. I hate where's, my dad. Where's all that money going? And it's not to his kids. <laughs> He's not giving money to his kids. Lousy He's gonna, nerd dad. I, oh, my you gosh. What? what would I do? Anyways. Embezzlement. I'd start stashing money right now. Right? That's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. Was, wasn't that like the major plot of the Flintstones movie from 1995? I don't oh, know. Oh, I just watched was that it? one the other day. <laughs> of course you did, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> You're only 15 years had, behind uh, us. It was John Goodman cast as Fred Flintstone. It was a fantastic yeah. pick. Did oh, he, it was a great did pick. Did he win an Emmy or an Oscar for that? I don't think so. <laughs> no. Oh. We'd have it to go really back to the archives. No, nope, he didn't. That uh, that's interesting. So yeah. you're worth billions. What's he worth? Does it say? Uh, it l- looks like he's lo- around sixty billion, fifty-six. I mean, sixty billion. <laughs> let's say, and your kid's gonna get ten million. Yeah. Well, and he didn't say exactly how much. Oh, it may not even be an exact gonna, ten million. Yeah, it's gonna be probably around there. Which... You know what though? Interesting. Yeah. It's like my dad won't give me money. for Okay, this college. is huge because this gets into our topic today. There's a problem. Because if you're the kid and Bill's your dad, somebody's got to take care of Bill when he's kind of losing it, right? <laughs> it's going to be your kids. So this this is what I'm learning. I have to be nice to my kids because eventually my kids are going to have a say. Even if they don't, they could still put me in a car and drive me somewhere. <sighs> then they hand you a piece of paper and they say, Daddy, Matt. Will you sign this paper? It's just a power of attorney. It's just a, it's just it's a field trip release, so I can go on a field trip. How old are you, son? Forty five. They're gonna. That's what scares me. So on our show today, that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about how do you talk to your parents about money, about their will, about whether they should be driving or not, and if ten million dollars out of sixty billion is enough, and what we're gonna do. Like my mom's always so upset saying. Um, I don't want a big funeral. I don't want this when I die. And I'm like, who says you're getting a funeral? <laughs> it's kind of rude. but um, <laughs> We're all silent. Uh, I just say it. I say it. Mom, I hope your mom, mom's not listening. Mom, don't go there. We may not even give you a funeral. It just depends. Depends how much money you leave. Isn't that scary? It's not scary when you're younger, but when you're the parent, that's scary. It's in your kids' hands. Remember the kids that you used to discipline? Hmm. I look at Bryce when I say that because, I mean, if Bryce's parents are thinking of Bryce taking care of them when they're older, that's scary. That's why I have an older sister. Her job, not mine. Her job. <laughs> so do you have tough questions with your, with your parents? The will. How do we work through a will? We don't want to talk about this stuff, right? Well, we're going to have to today. We're bringing on a special guest that's going to help us walk through those difficult decisions that need to be make, made as our baby boomers are getting older and as our parents, uh, our grandparents as well, are all getting older. You know, generations, we're all aging, and we're going to give you some tools, some ideas to deal with these questions we all have. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back after this break with more ideas for you right here on The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Ghost implants, bioelectronics that can heal you from the inside and then vanish. Take a look before it disappears. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Transient electronic device. That's what DARPA researchers call this new family of electronics that can be implanted in a human body and then dissolve away completely in anything from weeks to minutes. 
The TEDs are made of materials that dissolve in water and can be absorbed by the body. Prototypes use a sandwich of silicon, magnesium circuitry, and silk. What the devices are used for can vary, as can their lifespans. They might make fast and easy ways to wirelessly track vital signs on patients. One of the test applications is a sort of electronic wound cleaner or a protective barrier around things like pacemakers or artificial joints. Bacteria keep evolving and adapting to antibiotics faster than new ones can be invented, but they can't learn to beat an electronic system that doesn't use chemicals. A TED implant could keep a surgical site clear of infections electronically from within, as well as track and report problems from inside the wound to doctors in their office. And when its job is done, like a ghost, it just fades away. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. You might tune into Traveling with Eric Dowdle for the tips, the trivia, or for the picturesque descriptions. But personally, my favorite part has to be the stories. I was in the water no longer than, I don't know, 20 seconds and surrounded by turtles. Face to face with this turtle, and if he reaches out and takes a snap of me, I'm disfigured for turtle a long bait. time. Yeah. I've never heard anybody horrified by turtles before, right? <laughs> well, go ahead and kiss a turtle and see how that works. I mean, this thing was huge. Join us for Traveling with Eric Dowdle weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about the talk. You know the talk? The talk that we need to have with our parents as they're aging. The talk about whether maybe you shouldn't be driving anymore, Mom and Dad. That's always a tough one. Or how come you're only leaving me $10 million when you got $60 billion, Dad? That would make me so mad. Fooling anybody. No, you're, you're not fooling anybody, you joker. I know what you're doing. It's because the boy doesn't have to mow the lawn. Make him mow the lawn, that'll, then he'll start earning some money. We are talking about our aging parents, and apparently this is a, uh, a difficult subject. And I, I have young enough parents that we're just barely getting into this. But, you know, there's been some moments where my kids have driven with Grandma, and they came back just scared, <laughs> scared to death. Now, we don't need to have the talk yet, but boy, how do you have that conversation? What do you say when it's time to, uh, you know, maybe pull back a little bit and say, Mom, maybe you shouldn't be driving Although, anymore? Although, I have to be careful you because do. I used to make fun of my grandfather because the light went, uh, the left turn arrow went green and he started to go straight and almost hit another car. And I thought, oh, oh he's getting old. So I'm last week in Barstow, California. Yeah. And the light went green, and I started – I almost blew a left on a red arrow. So – See, so maybe you're aging. Is that what you're saying? I just was going to say <laughs> we all make mistakes. Yes, we do. In fact, I remember vividly uh, driving with my one of my grandmas, and um, we were sitting there in her Cadillac, and uh, she could hardly see over the wheel. Wonderful woman waiting for a funeral procession to pass. Well, at least I thought we were waiting for a funeral procession to pass. But she saw an opening, and oh, she no. pulled right out behind the hearse. <laughs> and we followed a funeral procession up a very busy street for quite a ways. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, oh, jeez. We just butted in line in a funeral procession. 
Holy cow! That's not was, good. Did she have a dark colored Cadillac? She didn't. She had a green Cadillac. Uh, it would have looked great because it was almost limo-ish, but uh, it wasn't. And nobody said anything, but I just kind of sat there thinking, hmm, this is how I'm going to die. I'm going to die by a bunch of mourners that are mad at me. So difficult stuff. We've got to say certain things to our parents. Now, who better to help us with this than our own Bryce Tobin? You know, certain things you don't want to talk about. I know, but that's life, Bryce says. Sometimes we got to talk about things we don't want to. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce's right. You got to take the good with the bad. I often long for nice, deep, exploratory conversations that expose the human condition while drawing on the personalized experiences of those involved to better edify our existence. But like I said, to every yin, there is a yang. And for every conversation that bolsters my hope in humanity, I know sooner or later I'll have to explain to another cashier why I don't want any vegetables on my triple cheeseburger. This train of thought got me thinking about other conversations that we dread. There's the puberty talk with your kids. I don't think any well-adjusted person looks forward to having this conversation. No matter the planning or approach, it's always a let's just bite this bullet type of situation. In fact, the memory of this conversation was so internally mortifying that it has forever tainted the word puberty. I don't even like saying it, and I'm willing to bet that a lot of people don't even like hearing it for the same sort of reasons. Or then there's separating yourself from someone for a good reason. This conversation has many faces like a breakup, or terminating someone's employment, or getting someone to transition from a friend to just an acquaintance. Now, let's stick with the assumption that one of these is happening for a good reason. Technically, you're totally in the right and you're protected, but you're subjecting someone to a downgrade. No matter what you do, you're telling the person, hey, you know how you're important? I need you to be less important, right? now and there's no way they aren't going to take that personally and they're going to see you as the bad guy which brings me to a certain situation we'll all eventually end up in that must be approached delicately no one likes talking about death we can joke about it but i'm pretty sure these laughs stem more from the uncomfortableness and less from any actual cleverness so then how exactly should you talk to your aging parents about the plans for their estate after they have uh expired how do you avoid sounding greedy condescending and insensitive you see as your descendants we are trying in the most gentle of ways to say hey get your act together And we have good reasons. These days, we don't just dig a hole, put someone in it, and then call it in an afternoon. There's a mountain of paperwork and hours of phone calls that need to be taken care of. And let's not forget the costs, all which can be reduced by a little bit of pre-planning on your part. But you know this. You know the virtues of preparedness. You certainly don't need some young whippersnapper telling you how to get things done, do you? Do you? And we can't always have an even number of kids and an even number of assets that will all divide evenly. Besides, who knows what might happen if you leave this division up to someone else. To further enhance the uncomfortability of a conversation like this, other than just getting a will, I don't have any real advice or recommendations to offer. But I know it's more complicated than just that. So I think we can all agree, if you just take care of all this on your own, we'd really appreciate it. Because we're all thinking about it, and we'd really rather not talk about it. Alright, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Don't forget to be awesome. Bryce Tobin, the little whippersnapper. Uh, that's a great point. You, um, you you just made us face something very obvious. I'm, you know, I do what I can for the human race, Matt. It's time's ticking. These decisions have to be made. Death don't lo- leave it to us. It looms. Okay? It looms. But it's we don't want to talk about it. No, we don't. We want to avoid it. So instead, we're setting our children up to hate each other. It's let them fight. And you in the meantime. <laughs> right. Right. Whippersnapper. Hmm. Okay. So that's what we're talking about. We are going to be bringing on an expert. Uh, Ramsey Barawi is our expert. He's going to come on. He is a professor of business ethics, business law and regulations. He's he's put together wills. He's going to walk us through the mistakes we make as adults 
and um, in taking care of our wills, our estate planning, in, in making some of these bigger decisions that need to be made. He's going to give us some ideas of what children should discuss with their parents, maybe better ways to do it as well. And we want to hear from you. Have you ever had to take the keys away from your parents? one eight five five chat byu one eight five five chat byu Have you ever had to have a really hard discussion with your parents, or do you have one coming up and you don't quite know what to say to them or how to say it? Give us a call, one eight five five chat byu We would love to talk to you about it and get you on the air with your question or your comment. What did you learn having to take the keys away from your parents or having to divide up the estate and the will and make the decisions that your parents uh, probably should have made if they had been thinking about it. We want to hear from you. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. We'll be back after this break right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Those BYU radio programs you may have missed or even just want to hear again, subscribe to BYU Radio on YouTube. There you can find archived shows from programs like The Morning Show. Just search BYU Radio on YouTube and subscribe. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Barack Obama asked governors to put pressure on Congress to stop the $85 billion in coming spending cuts today. The latest warning if Congress doesn't act came from officials at the National Institute of Health who said cancer research will be slowed. The Plains states are hunkering down for another major winter storm after enduring one just last week. Two to three inches are falling every hour in Texas, and even with snowplows, road conditions in some areas are being reported as nearly impassable. The high school graduation rate is up dramatically nationwide, with current numbers showing we are on pace to reach 90% graduation by 2020. But even with the progress, minority students still face significantly lower graduation rates. Police said today the prime suspect in the Las Vegas shooting last week that killed an aspiring rapper has a long criminal history, which includes robbery, sexual assault, and even kidnapping. Coast Guard officials are searching for two adults and two children off the northern California coast after they radioed for help nearly 70 miles offshore yesterday. According to the radio message, their sailboat was taking on water and they were going to abandon ship. In world news, after two days of voting, Italy's Democratic Party looks to be leading the race. However, it's still unclear if they have enough votes to take both houses of parliament, with the People of Freedom Party in a close second. Syrian regime officials made a clear offer today to the rebel forces. They are ready to talk. However, even with the negotiation offer on the table, the regime says they will continue to fight against terrorism. And the European horse meat scandal has hit IKEA's world-famous meatballs. Nearly 1,700 pounds of the meatballs from the Swedish furniture giant were pulled from shelves in the Czech Republic due to the discovery of the horse meat. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today on the show, we're trying to give you some tools, some ideas for how to deal with your aging parents or yourself. So if you're a baby boomer out there and, you know, you've got a lot of big decisions to make, where's all your money going to go? Apparently, Bill Gates, for example, he's not giving it to his children. He's just going to keep it himself and then give it to charity. Well, his kids have to then deal with how are they going to live in a big multi-billion dollar house? <sighs> it's very hard. So are you struggling as a as a person either dealing with your parents and figuring out the best way to, you know, work through the wills, the trust uh, issues, um, financial issues, having those conversations, maybe telling them when it's time that maybe they shouldn't be driving anymore because maybe they're going to hurt somebody. Uh, have you had to have those conversations yet? Today, we're going to be talking with an expert about that. Before we go there, we would love to hear from you. If you have some experience in this, I want to hear specifically, what was one of the hardest things you've ever had to tell your parents or go through with them um, as they were aging? Was it taking the keys away? Was it telling them we need to put them somewhere where they can be safer? How did that go for you? Do you have questions about this? Do you have a situation coming up? Give us a call, one eight five five chat byu and we can talk about it with our expert, Ramsey Barawi. Ramsey Barawi is a professor of business ethics and business law and regulations. He has a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and a JD uh, degree. He also has a television show that, that uh, is coming out of Massachusetts called Your Money, the ABCs. That show, by the way, gets played in 34 states across the country. He has a passion for teaching people about how to manage their affairs. Ramsey Barawi, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. It's great to be on your program, Matt. Thanks for asking me to come on. You bet. This is a, It's a really big thing, isn't it? It's a big issue because... It seems like it's something we're so afraid to go near is is talking to our parents about these important issues. It is, and, and you know, uh, it's probably the most important thing that any anybody can do is to sit down and, and talk to their parents. And oftentimes I, we're sitting and talking to boomers, and they say, you know, we just don't know how to talk to mom and dad. And I'll say, you know, why don't you go sit down with mom and dad at a calm time. Always do it when things are calm and just say, look, you know, we met with our lawyer. And he gave us lots of ideas. And you know what? You know, this is confusing stuff. What did you do, Mom and Dad? And when you ask them a question that way, you'll be surprised at how willing they will be to talk about things. And you may even find out what they didn't do and what they should have done. But you're not going to find out if you don't talk to them. Isn't that? It's true, huh? And they, they want these solutions made just as much as anyone else don't. I mean, it's not like they're trying to hide this. I guess it's just we need the motivation, the movement, the time, the method to do it. Yeah, well, you know, when it comes to uh, an area that we call asset protection, where we help people to uh, you know, protect their assets in the event that they have to go into nursing home care, uh, there are many states, I'd say most states today, have something called filial responsibility laws. And what those laws basically say that if a parent, in order to qualify for, you know, uh, various different programs, has put money in the name of, you know, son or daughter, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and the, the parent now is really up against it and needs the money, the, the, the son or daughter, the, the 
has this filial response, has the responsibility to pay for mom and dad's care now. So the smart thing for, for son and daughter to do is say, okay, well, let's find out what you've done. And if you haven't done the right work, let's get you to somebody who can do the proper asset protection and make sure that everyone, including mom, dad, son, and daughter, is fully protected. Yeah, it's all about protection. It, it is, and it's. Uh, I mean, because these there's some big bills that can come up around the time of uh, at, at this time of their life, right? I mean, oh, all I, of a sudden, you can't that. just push the money away and get rid of it. You have a legal obligation to pay for stuff first. Yeah, you have a legal obligation. Of course, there's there's a, a Medicaid program which is you know it's just got interesting names from state to state here in Massachusetts called Mass Health, and um, and in any event, you know they 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 do allow you. Uh, pursuant to, the, to those regulations, they do allow you to be able to give money away to uh, children, but you have to follow certain very, very strict guidelines mm-hmm. that they have. And this is where people oftentimes will make mistakes, is they won't follow the guidelines, they won't go out and get the information on how those guidelines work, and that's where we as our little attorneys step in and say, you know, we can help you do all of this, but you need to plan sooner rather than later because these guidelines have something called a look-back period, which allows Medicaid to look back at transfers that you've made over a period of five years, and if, if those transfers have been made, those transfers are going to be disallowed, and that money has to be recovered to pay for your care. Oh, On the this other could hand, get so messy. By the five-year look back, that money is now protected. You know, it's funny because we're just trying to save money for our families, right? And then we're, I guess, too, we get to a stage where we also want the government to to help where it can help and should help. But it really takes planning. What are what are some specific things that the that baby boomers or I guess anybody should be talking to their parents about? What are like the specific well, things? Well, the first the first thing, which is which is. Not necessarily as specific as you like, but the first thing is is talking about uh, the parent being what I call a good Boy Scout. And, of course, the Boy Scout creed is be prepared. Yeah, You need everyone to be prepared. And, and one of the things that people of all ages don't do is they don't acknowledge that they will live with an age-related disability someday. Because of the wonders of modern medicine, we can live longer but we're going to become disabled because of that age. Right. And we have to prepare for that. And that starts with considering available elder care and housing options. Housing is a huge thing for people as they get older. They may not be able to live in their home anymore. So where are they going to stay? Where are they going to live? And most people have not prepared for that. And it's very important to prepare for that, whether you're going to stay with your son or daughter or whether you're going to go into a condominium, whether you're going to go into assisted living or independent living or whether you're going to stay in your house and have in-home care. There are just so many options out there. And if you don't prepare for it and you try to do this when you are you know, behind the eight ball, so to speak, it's difficult. Oh, yeah. You need to be prepared for it. Well, and it's funny because you want them to be healthy, and yet the, then – with pro, then a prolonged illness kicks in, and it's not like they're going to go quickly, or it's not that like they're going to go slowly. You don't know, and all of a sudden, you somehow somehow they need extra help, they need medicine, they need nursing care, and it changes the whole game. They just maybe can't live in your home, and it throws a no. total curve, doesn't it? Or, or maybe maybe it appears they can live in your home, but in order to live in your home, the home now has to be modified. At what expenses is all that modification yeah. going to come? Number one, number two, can you can you live with your parents? Can no, you, yeah, I mean that's a the that's a big own, one. Can your family live with your parents. That's right. And then, do you want all of your brothers and sisters coming over and visit? I mean, it does. It keeps the family very much engaged. 
whether you, you want it or not. Family engaged, but it can also raise issues. What, Absolutely. What if you have your parents come live with you, and your parents decide to interfere in your your married relationship or interfere in your parenting? And what if these things happen? What oh, are you no, do? absolutely. No, and I see it. I see the minute we're giving care to a parent, um, it can seriously it, it create problems in the married life as well. A lot of issues it, there. It absolutely can. I actually know of situations where because the uh, husband and wife were caretaker of, of a parent, they actually ended up separating. They didn't divorce, yeah. but they separated over it because it's the, the, it was the wife in this case. She couldn't handle it. So oh. much stress. Well, and the funny thing is, it, it really seems, Ramsey, that um, and there's no there's no just perfect answer because the, the, every every solution, every opportunity, it's it's so complicated. So, is is there a way to actually plan for enough? You know what I mean? It seems like there's so many different caveats and so many different well, issues that could arise. I guess we just need to have maybe resources ready to deal with most of the options. Yeah, we need to have resources ready. And, of course, what, what makes this, this, this planning so difficult for people is the fact that there are, there are unknowns. You know, how long will I live? Will I live with a disability? Will I not live with a disability? Will I have enough money? Uh, the, all of these things appear to be unknowns, and I say appear because there are ways to actually figure out what's what. For mm-hmm. example, I will always ask my clients in the beginning of an interview, ask them, what's your family health history? And they'll give me this incredulous look, and they'll say, why is that important? I said, <laughs> because it's like, based on your family health history, I can determine what's likely. I, can't, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen to you, but I know what's likely. So if you tell me you've got a family history of dementia, it's likely you're going to have dementia. Yeah. And if you're going to have dementia, we can start factoring that cost starting today. But if, you don't, if we don't look at that, and most people don't, then you're not really preparing for it, are you? That's right. Then you can look at you have a family history of, of, of heart attacks or of cancer or of strokes of this or that, and you can prepare for that. But if you don't look at that information and you don't weigh that information and balance it, then you will be unprepared. Hey, what, Ramsey, what if you have a family history of public indecency? Is that a problem? Well, I'm... <laughs> I don't know how you're going to help me there, but I guess we need to make sure we have a lot of clothes. Well, I'm certainly hoping you don't have a family I don't, but, you know, I'm sitting there thinking there's so many things that, that – but it's interesting, yeah, the, the uh, kind of the traditions of the fathers get handed down, and so do the illnesses, right? So it does give you a little bit of a gauge for what's well, coming down. It gives down. you a gauge. Like I said, it's not a crystal ball. It, does, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen to you, but you know what? If you've prepared for it and it does happen, then you're ready. Yeah. Because you've prepared for it. But if you haven't prepared for it, you find yourself in a crisis mode, and now you're like, okay, what do I do now? And, and you know, comes a very difficult situation to handle, and it's very difficult for planners to work with you, too, because they don't have the time to be able to put everything together. Yeah, you can't, you can't do this urgently. It seems like you can't. This is something that needs some real anticipation. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of legal uh, machinations that need to be made here. So to quickly try to fix something that we should have been fixing for a year is, is right. it seems just too stressful. Yeah, but I'm sure you is. end I up mean, doing that all the time. Well, they're, they're, unfortunately, most of the people that do come consult with me are, are facing some sort of crisis. That's yeah. why they came in. Mm. Unfortunately, that's the case. I do have clients, and I always uh, congratulate them, who, who come in. And they basically say, look, you know, everything's hunky-dory, everything's great, but we want to start preparing. And I'm like, that's wonderful. That's what you should be doing. You should be preparing 
for the worst case scenario. And hopefully it'll never happen, but at least you'll be ready. Exactly. I love that too, because uh, this is a time we're also supposed to be enjoying each other and each other's company and not be so stressed out of our heads that uh, we're like bemoaning the fact that mom and dad are creating these problems. This should be a nice time of unity. Well, what I tell people is, you know, oftentimes I'll say, you know, it's, it's, it's too bad that we have to come talk to you about disability and about death. These are lousy topics. And I say, you know what? If you sit with me and you do some thoughtful planning, then you can actually walk away from this and say, I did the planning. I did what I had to do to, to, to protect myself, protect my family and my loved ones. And now I just go on and live my life. Yeah. And I do it with peace of mind, knowing I've done what I can do. And I, people I love that. Well oh, I bet they do. And I mean, there is peace in this. So let's, uh, Ramsey, let's take a break and we'll come back. We, I want to get into even more about some of the things that as children we should make sure we're discussing. I'd love to also get into a little bit about this idea that um, it, it, having an estate does not mean you're just wealthy. So I, I want you to address that because everybody has to make some decisions, regardless of how much money you have or you don't have. So we're talking to Ramsey Barawi, uh, who is a professor of business ethics and business law. He's also an expert at uh, helping people, you know, seniors, be able to manage their money, their assets. And we're picking his brain, helping you learn how to uh, help your parents as they're aging and make those big decisions. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Fearless Fowl has flown more missions than even some astronauts. Meet Camilla, the rubber chicken, NASA's ambassador to school kids. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. In a world of precision high-tech equipment like the space program, you can order up titanium bolts, advanced rocket fuel, or super-efficient solar panels. But there is no procurement system for obtaining a rubber chicken. And yet this toy that started out as an office gag at a NASA project has become the agency's unofficial ambassador to school children and civilian space events the world over. Nicknamed Camilla, the rubber chicken began as an unofficial mascot for the Solar Dynamics Observatory team, where she was often photographed next to equipment being used for solar science. Now she's flown in F-18 jets. She's floated with a balloon to the edge of space. She's in line to ride a Soyuz rocket to the space station. And a funny thing happened. As Camilla's photo kept popping up in various NASA aircraft and experiments, she gained popularity with the public, particularly kids. Camilla is the biggest rubber chicken on Facebook and Twitter. Astronauts and scientists visiting schools bring Camilla along to break the ice and make talking to real space experts less intimidating. Everywhere she goes, Camilla opens a conversation about science. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Have your team join ours and become a sponsor of Cougar Sports on BYU Radio and BYU TV. For details, call 801-422-1448 or email corporate support at byu.edu. Go Cougars!
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about those difficult conversations that sometimes we have to have with our parents as they are aging. You know, the discussions about their money and potential financial obligations of, uh, you know, putting them into to get extended care and health health issues that might uh, be plaguing them. Joining us today, too, is our very uh, uh, our very own Ramsey Barawi. Now, Ramsey is a professor of business ethics, business law, and regulations. He also has his own television show that, that airs out of Massachusetts and goes to 34 states called Your Money, the ABCs. And Ramsey's walking us through some of the difficult things we have to decide and kind of go over with our parents. And what we're doing, just so you know, if you have had this experience or if you have a question specifically for Ramsey, we'd love to have your question and put it on the air. Give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. You can ask your question to Ramsey, and he will give you some uh, some ideas, some advice, um, and just, you know, the, the how-tos, the what-to-dos. Again, I'm sure he's not necessi- he's not acting as a, a lawyer on the show, um, so he'll be very careful about that. But, Ramsey, welcome back to the program with us. Great to be back on. You bet. Now, it's it seems like the failure to plan is one of the biggest issues, that we just, we just aren't doing – we aren't having these conversations, even though there's a lot of stuff that could happen. Um, the just extended illnesses there's a lot of legal ramifications and obligations that we may not even know about what what else do you see that as children we should make sure we're discussing with parents well as i said earlier it's very important to find out what your parents have or haven't done i mean generally speaking people have a historical propensity to defer their planning and in in some cases even avoid planning and as you had mentioned earlier Oftentimes that happens because people uh, have this attitude that an estate means that you have to be extremely wealthy. Yeah, that's and not that, true, that is it? Isn't true. No, it's, it's not true at all. Uh, the, the, an estate is basically property that you own. Now, you know, the, the degree of the value of that property, that may vary from person to person. You, you mentioned earlier the, the uh, extremely mel- uh, one of the wealthiest men in the world. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, his estate clearly is a lot bigger and is going to require more sophistication than somebody else who's got more, a more modest estate. Right. But the fact of the matter is estate is what you own. So if you own a car, you own a house, you own clothing, you own furniture, all of that is your estate. Hmm. You may not consider it to be a very big estate, but it's an estate, and something needs to be done with that estate. And if you don't write a will for the distribution of the estate, well, the, each state has a will that it's already written for you. It's called the rules of intestacy, where, where those rules will then apply as to who gets what. Mm. And if you're like most people and you want to decide where your property goes, then you better write a will, because yeah. otherwise the, the state will decide that for you. Now, if you, on the other hand, you'd like to avoid probating of the estate, then you need to have what's called a trust, because trust is a separate entity, and because it's a separate entity, when you pass away and your assets are owned by the trust, there is no probate, because you don't own the assets anymore. They're owned by your entity called the trust. Oh, interesting. That okay. Probate. So okay. that, that, that hand, sets it up so that your you, your children then would be, I guess, uh, some members, or, or uh, it would be delineated in the trust where all of these things are going to go. It would all be delineated 
excuse me, it all would be delineated in a trust, as you said, and, and generally the way we put that together is we do a trust with a will, the will we call a pour-over will. And the reason it's called a pour-over will is that upon the death of the person who's written the will, all assets that have not made it into the trust will pour into, into that trust. trust. Oh, that's so great. that person has no assets, the trust has all of them, and then we have all the details of who gets what in the trust. Perfect. And that, that distribution out of the trust can be made immediately, or it can be made somewhere down the road, uh, or it can be made in installments, depending on what the client would prefer. And again, a lot of that has to do with the client's knowledge of his or her son or daughter. Mm-hmm. That, as, as you can probably understand, not everybody in the family has the same outlook on money and has the same attitude towards money. Right. But the parents know what it is, and so they can kind of put some brakes on, on how that money, how that, those assets are distributed. I and love again, that. All based on their knowledge of their son and, and their daughter, and that doesn't even have to be disclosed to the children at the time, right? That those decisions can all be made be and just stored away. It does. Most of the children, it can be just written and, and left in the lawyer's office, or it can be put in a safe deposit box, or it can be put in a strong box somewhere. And and here's the key: it doesn't need to be filed with any court anywhere, like a will does. Oh, interesting. So it's yeah, totally private. So there's no one that looks at this trust. There's no one has a right to look at this trust except you because you created it. It's basically a contract between, uh, we call it the set law, the person who settles or establishes the trust, and the trustee. And in many cases, the set law and the trustee are the same person. Okay. What's the so. smallest estate you've seen that somebody actually went to the to the level of writing their will? And, I mean, I guess it could just be, hey, I have a bed, I have some furniture I want that to go to goodwill, and the property can be sold, and the profits given to whatever. I mean, it could be that simple. It can be. It can be that simple. You asked me what's the smallest estate I I ever saw was a woman who had worked for the Coast Guard, and she owned a house which was extremely modest. I think the the, the tax assessor assessed it at about $100,000. she had the clothes on her back. She had no money in the bank. She had no retirement account. She was surviving on Social Security, basically. There was no mortgage on the house. Hmm. That was her estate. Done. And, and the house she wanted left to, to the Coast Guard. So oh, basically, she? We got, we got, got somebody nominated as the personal representative of the estate, got a hold of the Coast Guard, told them, listen, we have a bequest for you. The Coast Guard then gave me the proper information. We took care of everything. The Coast Guard then hired a realtor, sold the property, and it was that was it was done. Well, what's beautiful about that is being proactive about this. I mean, it really sets up your chance to actually to, to create a really positive experience for your family as they're going through this. I mean, like to have your family fighting about something like a piano that's an heirloom kind of piano or whatever, or to have them fighting about you know, some famous bed that everybody loves in the family, it just mm-hmm. seems like it's setting you up to tear each other apart, where this, could, <laughs> this decision could be made in a very proactive way very early on. Well, I, I completely agree with you. I, you know, one of, one of the worst situations that, that I see happen is that after mom and dad are gone, and now the siblings have to sit down and go through everything and have to decide who gets what, and sibling rivalry starts to raise its ugly head. If mom and dad do this while they're still alive, remember, mom and dad have always been the referee when, when, right. when the kid had issues, right? Right, exactly. So mom and dad are still the referee, and they still have this inherent authority, that, and the kids are going to respect them. So mom and dad, they sit down and say, okay, listen, you know, you, 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 we have the following items of personal property. Why don't you tell me who wants what? 
and then I can decide who I want to leave what to whom. But, but let, let's have a discussion about this. Yeah. I think I think the same should be done with regards to burial. Oh, I do it's too. Okay, you know, I'm going to die someday. I'm going to get buried. You know, where do you guys want me to be buried so I know you're going to come visit me? Yeah. Does anybody ever have that discussion? I think they should. Totally. Well, and um, if we have some funds, where do we all want to be buried? Let me go yeah, buy correct. your. Let me go buy everything for everybody, and just some. Maybe yeah. maybe that's a better way to push some of your money is to to help make some of these all of these decisions. You know, I mean, it's 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 a it's a touchy thing though, isn't it? Because we don't want to then start being morbid and and you know basically look like money grubbers with our parents. Right. But we right. also right. it's funny because I don't want to fight with them either. I don't want to fight with my sisters who, uh, you know, who have vested interests or or may have a. A, a, a closer attachment to something, I mean, it'd be easier if the decisions were made for us. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier a piano, okay? I have, let, let's, let's assume for a second we have a family with four kids, and let's assume that two of them learned how to play the piano, two of them didn't. Yeah. And when mom and dad make a decision about the piano, we're probably going to look to the two who learned how to play the piano, not right. the two that did, right? Right, right. It only makes perfect sense. But the thing is that the four of them, if they're left to their own devices and mom and dad are gone, they may all fight over that piano, oh, yeah. especially if the baby grand or something like that. And say, wait a minute, the thing is worth some money. That's I right. want the piano. Isn't that and then, crazy? And then, and that, yeah, that's when the fighting starts. And, of course, if there are any unhealed wounds from when they were you know, mm-hmm. younger and they fought amongst one another, all that stuff comes to the surface. Oh, can you imagine? Mo- Mom loved me best because I was the only one that learned to play the piano, and she played the there piano. You go. So then it's all there of a sudden you you're bringing up these, well, you were more spoiled. Oh, that's yeah, what we're trying to you, prevent. You know, you were the perfect one, and you know, and, and you, and, 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 you know, you have a black sheep. And mm-hmm. you, know, you just can think of all of these things that will happen. Of course, mom and dad, as I said earlier, they're not around the referee. They don't no. say, hey, cut it out. There's no one. And, and then course, the whole memory gets tainted, doesn't it? All of a sudden, all of these things, the, this, the assets, the money, all of the laws, all this chaos and confusion – starts to, you know, eke in on all of our memories and the the peace of it and the love. I mean, it's 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 essential that we jump on this, I think. Well, what I said in one of my one of my television programs, I said, you know, conflict is the mother's milk of litigation. Mhm. Another way to put it is if there's no conflict, there can be no litigation. Oh. So the the idea is to eliminate areas of conflict if you can. Yeah. Eliminate. Take what? them out of the equation. And that's totally in our power. You do that by planning and by talking in advance before something like this happens. Love it. We're uh, we're talking with Ramsey Barawi, um, who is a business professor, and he uh, a professor of ethics and business law and regulations. He's coaching us on the decisions we need to make with our aging parents. And as you're listening, I hope you're starting to realize you got to get on this. Let's uh, let's try to actually prevent all of the conflict, all of the animosity. By, by making some big decisions now, when we come back, we're going to talk to Ramsey about some of the biggest mistakes we're making, and uh, we'd love to hear any questions from you. Do you have a specific question for him about uh, decisions, about your aging parents? Give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. If your call gets on uh, the air with us, we will give you a copy of my book, Feeding the Seven Basic Needs of Healthy Relationships. We'll be back right here on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. KBYU FM, HD2 Provo.
BYU Radio's Highway 89 features unedited performances from talented musicians. With genres from rock to classical and everything in between, Highway 89 can take you on a musical journey, all from the performance studio at the heart of BYU Radio. Join us for this mixtape adventure with Highway 89, Monday through Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. With just days to go before the sequester goes into effect, President Obama says now is the time for compromise. If Congress and the president do not reach a deal, $85 billion in spending cuts will go into effect March 1st. A so-called historic blizzard is hitting the Plain States just a few days after a previous winter storm. Up to 16 inches is expected in some areas, and snow plows have been pulled off the roads as conditions worsen. The high school graduation rate is up dramatically nationwide, with current numbers showing we are on pace to reach 90 percent graduation by 2020. But even with the progress, minority students still face significantly lower graduation rates. Police say the prime suspect in the Las Vegas shooting last week that killed an aspiring rapper has a long criminal history, which includes things like robbery, sexual assault, and even kidnapping. Coast Guard officials are searching for two adults and two children off the coast of Northern California after they radioed for help nearly 70 miles offshore yesterday. According to their radio message, the sailboat they were on was sinking and they were going to be forced to abandon ship. In international news, after two days of voting, Italy's Democratic Party has 35 percent of the vote, according to exit polls, which will give them a majority in parliament. However, it's still unclear if they will be able to control both houses. The top cardinal in Britain resigned today amid growing allegations that he had inappropriate relations with priests, meaning Britain will not be represented in the coming papal election. South Korea's new leader was inaugurated today as the nation's first female president, and after a celebratory concert from rapper Psy, she went straight to business, warning North Korea that their nuclear ambitions will hurt them more than the rest of the world. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Dr. Matt Townsend. We are discussing one of life's big issues as our parents are aging. We've got bigger decisions we've got to talk about, right? You know, where are they going to be buried? Who do they want buried by them? Uh, how do they want things to go? Do they want to be cremated? Do they want to to be buried? And uh, do they want a bunch of kids to come visit them once in a while at the at their gravesite, so where do we want to keep them close enough? There's a lot of decisions that need to be made. Plus, financially, how are we going to pay for it? How, where are we going to move you? What if you have an extended illness? Bunch of decisions. And we're talking to Ramsey Barawi. Ramsey is a uh, he's a he's a, a an attorney who helps people with their estate planning. He's a professor also of business ethics and business law. He um, also has a television show called Your Money, the ABCs, which was is uh, produced out of Massachusetts and goes to 34 states across the country. So, Ramsey, welcome back. So appreciate you being with us. This is helping us open up some new ideas of thinking and uh, ways of thinking here. 
Glad to be of help. Now, let me let me do this with you. What we've done is we went out, Ramsey, and we talked to some baby boomers, and we asked them why they haven't already put together a will. And mm-hmm. they've given us a variety of answers. So let me just shoot through. There's three little clips I want to play, and then I want you to answer each one of them, okay? Here's the first reason why, the th- top three, uh, the first reason why they haven't put their will together yet. Number one. Wrong. Denial. I'm not a millionaire. I don't have anything I need to pass on. Wrong. Hey, it's not my problem. My spouse isn't talking about it at all. Denial, Ramsey. Is that a big reason why people just don't want to go there yet? I'm I'm not sure I would characterize it as denial as much as I would characterize it as people just don't appreciate the value proposition in going out and establishing a plan. They they, they don't quite see what it's going to cost them. Well, no, I mean, understand that we we live in we live in a society where you know you you you, you want a candy bar, you you put the money in the machine, you get the candy bar right away. Right. Well, planning isn't like that. No. Planning is 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 you, you you pay the lawyer or you work with the financial planner or you work with the accountant, and the plan is established, but the plan actually may not be executed for several years down the road. Right. They won't even see right, the but benefit. The idea of... behind the plan is to have it in place because you don't have a crystal ball and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. One of the quotes I like to use is, "Tomorrow is not promised to you. You oh, don't know that. what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. So you, what you do is you make the plan today and then live your life. Yeah. And then what? When things happen, you're prepared. But unfortunately, people don't see the, that value proposition. They're like, you know, I have time. I can do this tomorrow. I can do it next week. I can do it next year. Yeah. And they just never get around to it. Here's the second one. Tell me what you feel about this one. Sure. Number two, a will. That's something you have to get with a lawyer. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of money. Lawyers, you know, they drive fancy cars. Yeah, I just, I don't think I want to pay for that. <laughs> okay, Ramsey, is it going to cost right. us a lot to do this? To, to and and then you got to hang out with the lawyers, by the way. Well, that's true, and, and that is a negative. Hanging out with the lawyers is, is not necessarily a, a, a positive. <laughs> and you um, went to school with a bunch of them. I went to school with lots of them, and I still, <laughs> I still hang out with lawyers today. <laughs> that's good, though. Uh, you know, there, there, there are two ways. That's actually, in Massachusetts, there are two ways to, to be able to write a will. One, one way is to go out and hire a lawyer. And it's going to cost you, depending on how uh, complicated the will is going to be, depending on, obviously on, on uh, how much property you have, the will can cost you as little as $200, and it can cost you as much as a couple thousand. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a big range there, because it depends on the... I mean, Bill Gates is going to get the $2,000 variety, right? He's <laughs> yeah. not going to get the $200 variety. Yeah, but he can and handle he can it. he can easily afford $2,000. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but, you know, the, the, the person that, that you had mentioned earlier who just has some, some clothes and some furniture and, and a car and some stuff, they, they, they need the $200 variety. Hmm. Now, the second way to get a will is you can go online. You can buy a will online for forty nine ninety nine. Do I recommend you? the online wills? No, well, I don't recommend. Well, yeah, because you you're not being counseled. It's the counsel, I'm, sur- I'm sure, that's costing us, right? Well, there's 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 no value there's no value to the forty nine ninety nine one. I mean, you you come and you, you come into my office. Number one, you get to see me, you get to talk to me, yeah. you get to spend time with me. Number two, after I've written the will, you've signed it, and I've arranged for the witnesses and the notary. I've done all of that. If you have a question a year down the road, 
you've prepaid to, to, to ask me that question. I'm not going to charge you. You're going to call me up and say, you know, Ramsey, when we did that well a year ago, I just, I'm just not really clear on paragraph number four. Can you, can you explain it? No, I'll explain it. No charge. See, Can you do that with legal Zoom? No. No. To me, you're paying. That's what you're paying for, right? You're paying for this peace of mind to know that you have somebody that's educated and informed at actually and doing it the way it's supposed to be done. You're paying for for someone to competently uh, do the work for you. Number one. Number two. You're paying for service. And number three. You're also paying for, which is an additional peace of mind, you're also paying for the fact that my office, i got a malpractice policy staying behind me, so if I make a mistake, you know what? You're covered. That's good. You can't do better than that. Legal Zoom doesn't do that. They don't do any of those things. But they charge you $49.99. And if you want to go down that route and, and, and roll the dice and take your chances... That's your right. Yeah, I think it's most right. of us don't know how complicated this can get. Let's uh, let's go to the third reason why top three reasons why people uh, kind of put off doing a will. Number three, fear. A will. That's people. You know, they when they die, they, they have a will. I'm not going to die. I don't need a will. I mean, that's just impolite to talk about dying. Besides, it's confusing. I don't want to talk to a lawyer, and I don't know. Lawyers mean judges, and judges means jail, and, <laughs> and legal documents, and you'll get sued, and they'll stamp the paperwork wrong. I just, no. No, thanks. No well for me. That's fear. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it is seems like it's a scary thing, because now you're entering into a legal realm. It's... It makes everything official, plus it might tip over the apple cart and all your kids will start fighting. So maybe there's just this hesitancy, a little bit of fear behind it. What do you think, Ramsey? Well, it could could very well be. It could very well be that people really don't like talking about death because really a will only comes into play when you die. Yeah. And that may very well be that, you know, why, why do I want to consider my mortality? Why do I want to do all that? And my answer to that has always been, listen. The idea behind doing a comprehensive plan, because we don't just do a will, we do a comprehensive plan, is to plan out the rest of your life and then also figure out what happens when you die. But we first plan out the rest of your life with a power of attorney and a living will and a health care proxy and a trust, a living trust which is, which is in place during your lifetime and does things for you and benefits you during your lifetime. It's the will and and then possibly the trust, because as I mentioned earlier, the trust is a separate entity, so it can continue on after you pass away. Those two documents are then documents that uh, will continue will continue on and be executed after you pass away. Now, one one very important point for me to make as we discuss all of this, yeah. talk about a will, it isn't enough to simply sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write a will once, and that's the end of it. The idea is that an estate plan, is intended to evolve just like your life evolves. So mm-hmm. if your life has changes, the estate plan has to be changed. If you get married and then have children and you wrote the will when you had children and the children start to get older and they're going off to college, it may be time to review that will and say, well, wait a second, you know, these kids are not 18 anymore and the reason we wrote the will was to provide for guardians in the event, you know, my wife and I pass away and, the, you know, who's going to take care of the kids? Well, Kids can take care of themselves now, so you know what? It's time to review that will. So it's kind of a living document, right? You keep a, adjusting it, and it doesn't need to be expensive. It's just, hey, here's another two hundred, maybe fix this part. That's right, and then let's let's fix it. You know, let's 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 yeah, and understand that making and reviewing an estate plan represents responsible and thoughtful behavior. And let me share a, a story that that I like to tell on my television show. 
consider that we all get medical checkups. We all do that. We right. our annual checkup. We do that because we understand it's responsible and it's behavior, and it's good for us to know what's going on with our bodies. We do the same with our car, right? right. We, we make sure that we get our car tuned up if, if the car isn't behaving properly. Well, it's the same with an estate plan. It needs a periodic checkup or tune-up as well. It's the same thing. Exactly. Well, and we work so hard to get all of these resources and assets. Why on earth would we let them just slip away just because we die? I mean, it seems like you'd want to protect it. And um, But I think, too, it seems like the complication of it. We need to make the plan like you're saying, but there's other mistakes we make, right? What what are some more mistakes we make in not not protecting ourselves like we do our health and our cars? uh, Well, a a mistake that that was publicized heavily by by the general media was involved a a woman who was in Florida by the name of Terry Shiavo, Uh and she was involved in a very serious automobile accident, and she had head injury and she ended up in a nursing home and as you will recall there was a, a battle between her husband and her parents with regards to who should get guardianship over her and, and whoever got guardianship should they should they have the right to terminate her treatment because you know the, the, the medical community was yeah. stepping in and basically saying she's brain dead. Well, remember the, Congress, that made huge national news. I mean this became it, a it, major con- event. Con- Congress got involved yeah. you know and, and, and the courts were involved and it went on for I believe seven years. Uh, all it would have taken was for Terry Shiavo to have executed a living will with a health care proxy in Florida. It would have cost her a grand total of $100 to oh, do that. Oh, man. Yeah, that and was huge. It ended up costing tens of thousands of dollars for this guardianship. And then there was the entire publicity. You think Terry Shiavo wanted no. to be on the front page of the newspapers in the condition she was no, in? I don't no. think so. Oh, and then family fighting over it, right? Wasn't it between right, parents right. And, and, and son or, or husband? Son-in-law, yeah. yeah. It, was the, it was the parents and the son-in-law, and they, they were battling it out in court. And I think they battled it out for six or seven years or something like wow. that. I'm dealing with memory here, but, yeah. um, but it's just awful. I mean, yeah. that, that was a huge mistake on her part. And I'm sure she was saying to herself, look, I'm in my 30s. Why do I need this document? I'm going to be okay. Gets back to my original point. Tomorrow's not promised to you. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, exactly. so why not get a document that costs you a hundred bucks and then have peace of mind? Well, and just the think of just the load of of junk you dump on everyone that's left. I mean, just every right. what, every, what everyone else has to go sort out because you didn't sort it out yourself. It just doesn't seem fair. You know, and then it, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you asked about mistakes. Another mistake yeah. is you have like, a husband and wife couple, and they're elderly, and you know they're they're living their life, and they're living their life very happily, and all, and all of a sudden one day, one of them, husband or wife, is gone for the, the annual physical, and is explaining to the doctor that you know my memory isn't what it was, and he, he ends up sending her to a neuropsychiatrist for a, a workup for dementia, and she's not diagnosed with early stage dementia. Mm. Now, that puts me as an estate planning lawyer in a really, really awkward spot in terms of can I do any planning for her because she has been diagnosed with dementia. Yeah, now, so now it's I need oh, to, interesting, yeah. So now I need to send her for an evaluation 
And, of course, that evaluation is going to cost about $300, but I need to send her for an evaluation to determine whether or not she is competent to sign legal documents. She owns the house jointly with her husband, and they would like to now change that. They'd like to do some asset protection because if she goes into the nursing home, it's going to be, it's going to be $120,000 to $140,000 a year for her care. Wow. So they, they would like to protect the house, and all of a sudden I'm saying, well, I don't know if I can do that. I, I mean, I know how to do it, but I don't know if you're competent to do it. So now I have to get you evaluated because I'm not a doctor. I can't, right. by looking at her, say whether she's competent or not. And then I have to also know if I do the planning, I have to make sure I videotape the actual signing of, of, of the will and the, the trust and everything. Because if somewhere down the road somebody comes along and says, you know, she wasn't competent, she couldn't sign those documents, I can say, look, I got a DVD of the yeah. signing ceremony where she was answering the questions here. Why don't you take a look at it? Isn't that it, and the complexity? Yeah, that's why I think that's why you need an expert helping you. What about this? Just as we're kind of wrap up. Um, what about choosing, you know, kind of the voice or the representative that's going to that's going to go and execute the trust or the will and 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 make, you know, and, and basically make the declarations uh to the family. Who do we choose for that position? Well, you know, that's a, that's a really 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 good question. Uh the fact the fact of the matter is that oftentimes mom and dad they're going to choose um either the oldest son or the oldest daughter, they're going to choose a son or a daughter who's got some sort of financial background, and they never, ever consider for a minute the fact that, does this person get along with everybody else in the family? Oh, I see that so often, yeah. Does this person understand that, you know, you if you're nominated as the trustee, or if you're nominated as the executor under a will, if you're nominated as the... um, that the the person to make health care decisions or the person not nominated under a power of attorney as the attorney in fact to handle financial affairs do you realize your job is to serve not to not not to tell everybody else not to boss everybody else around as to what to do so many times i've run into that where somebody's all of a sudden says oh i'm in charge here and they start bossing everybody around oh and it gets ugly no, no, there. That's right. that that is not that is not in the job description yeah. you're supposed to serve you're supposed to supposed to um, do whatever is in the best interest of you know the people who are supposed to benefit from a particular legal document, yeah. like a, a trust or a will or a power of attorney. That's a very and, important you know, position, isn't it? That's I mean, that's oh, a very it's, it's a position of honor, but it's also the position of smoothing it out and you know connecting the dots. That's a big deal. It's huge. It's huge. And, and unfortunately, you know, the, you know, I will sit down with my clients and say, listen, are you sure Johnny or, or Jane is the right person for this job? Have you thought of, and I'll pick, pick off the things I just mentioned to you. But no, I never thought of that. And now do we think of that? Uh, can we name someone else? And go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Johnny's we, not we, the guy. <laughs> not cast in stone. That's You're good. Not cast in stone. You, it. It's your document. You can name whoever you want. I want to make sure you name the right person. Uh-huh. Because, again, the name of the game is to avoid disputes, not create disputes. Hey, Ramsey, as we, as we end this, uh, what's the one thing? If you could just, like, 10 seconds, what's the one thing that makes the biggest difference at this stage of planning and, and getting everything right with the parents we love so much? Well, I think good planning is worth every effort that you make, every dime that you spend, not just in terms of the money, but the time saved, 
and the peace of mind that it provides. I think you're right. Ramsey Barawi, so appreciate you. Uh, Ramsey, if they want to get a hold of you or ask you a question or, or watch some of your stuff, where can they find you? Uh, our telephone number is 978-682-1141, and I can also be reached by email. Would you like me to give an yeah, email? Yeah, please, yep. Ramsey, R-A-M-S-E-Y, at Barawi, B-A-H-R-A-W-Y, Law, L-A-W, all one word, Ramsey at BarawiLaw.com. Beautiful. Ramsey, appreciate your, your insight. So, so good to learn this. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we've motivated some people out there to, to go start planning. And take care, Ramsey. I, I, it, it was a pleasure being on your show, and uh, thanks very much for the opportunity. You bet. And uh, Ramsey Barawi. Uh, really, I think he opened our eyes. I have got to get on the game here. Ah, so much to plan now. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to show you, you know, baby boomers are stepping in, right? They're taking over the world. Our communities are aging. We're getting older as a country, and it's going to have an impact on us. When we come back, Bryce Tobin's going to walk us through some of the changes. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Everybody's got a story about a ride-sharing experience, but we're pretty sure we have your story topped this time. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. After about two years, a tiny breakthrough satellite is retiring, but it's led the way to making orbital science more practical and affordable than ever before. It's called FastSat, and it earned that name in several ways. FastSat was built in record time, from off-the-shelf parts to prove how affordable and capable you could make a satellite. Construction was inspired by a schedule change in launch operations. Due to a cancellation, there was room on board an upcoming Defense Agency rocket mission to carry along to orbit a small, separate payload. But could NASA's Marshall Center and the DOD design and build a brand new 400-pound satellite in just 14 months? FastSat lifted off from Kodiak, Alaska in 2010 inside a special dispenser collar that was part of the booster rocket. This collar can hold and eject six mini-sats like FastSat, letting them hitchhike to orbit. FastSat held six experiments, including a tiny nanosat that was launched from FastSat to test solar sail designs. Marshall's FastSat concept inspires the CubeSats of today, showing how to explore bigger by going smaller. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. We've been talking about the decisions, the conversations we need to have with our Parents as they're getting older. Now, apparently, I don't know. I mean, the baby boomers are getting older as well. I, I, there's this weird thing of aging where apparently we all age. Is that true, Bryce? Uh, that is how time works, Matt. As it moves, so our bones disintegrate. I don't know, but yeah. we just keep getting older. It almost sounded like it was elegant the way you started, I but then started. it kind of just fell apart. That's my life story. Start elegantly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't yeah, nail the put landing. that on your bumper sticker. What are we? What are we gonna? What's gonna happen to us when all these baby boomers start kicking in? Well, we okay. We hear a lot about the economy, and I kind of I want to stay away from that when it comes to. I mean, we don't. Well, have they're to. the biggest generation that 
we've seen pretty much ever. And you think about the baby We're talking volume of humans. everything yeah. they've done. So when they were a kid, there weren't enough. Well, first of all, when they were starting to be born, there weren't enough houses. Right. So we had the biggest suburban housing boom you ever saw in the 50s and 60s, you know. And then they had to build all these elementary schools oh. and then all these high schools. Now we've got and then these community colleges. Our ears. <laughs> and then pretty soon they were buying houses. And so there was another big housing boom in the 80s and 90s. And then they all started to cut back because they had to plan for retirement. And we've had this big recession that we haven't seen since the Great Depression. This is a generation that uh, also I should put mix the good in there too. 1990s when they were all working. Yeah. Biggest boom we ever saw. Yes. Raking in the money. Down Fa- 10,000. But today, earlier, we talked about fast foods going down. So apparently, the baby boomers must be done eating fast food. <laughs> Maybe their appetite's gone. Joke, okay. Joking aside, I wonder <laughs> if that's what's going shrinking. on. You know? That could very well be the so case. So what's going to happen to these people as they get to 60, well, and 65, 70, really? 75? They're going to start squeezing on a lot of things, it seems yeah. like. A lot of systems. I, I kind of like what Rob pointed out. It was one of the... Oh, Don, one of our baby boomers just baby walked boomers. in, and he's mad. Don Shalines now starting. He's, he, put the knife away, Don. Just just relax, you little baby boomer. I just want to say that we caused the Beatles, so, you That's know... That's true. What else can you say? That's true. Yeah. Record right? sales. Huh? Yeah. But we have um, Cindy Lauper. I just want to say we brought you the Beatles. Um, <laughs> that was really good, though. It's true. You brought us a lot, Don. Uh, that was good. Boy, I've never seen him that mad. And he pulled his glasses off like he was about to start fighting somebody. That's why I, I was ready on. for a fight. Yeah. I was. I left my glasses on because you don't hit a guy with glasses. No, it's uncool. Leave By the glasses. way, that was from Batman. What? Supported by baby boomers. Batman. Uh, yeah, Batman is a baby boomer. Is he? So what's going to happen? Okay, well, I like what Rob pointed out, was that pretty much at every point in their sort of wherever they were at, huge, huge effects. Yeah, ride that wave. And yeah, Right wave. Great way to, to, to describe it. But as they're getting older, um, one of the big things that we're seeing is a lot of gloominess. Ooh, really? Yeah. So, the gloomy boomers. The gloomers. Okay, so here's, here's some statistics. Okay, as they... Uh, as they're trailing their parents who were, who were I guess, in their 60s, uh, they uh, have lower overall life satisfaction. Really? Even though, I mean, their standard of living is so much better. Yeah. Their health is so much better. Okay. The um, debt load is so much larger. Well, it is. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of it. Um, it's kind of creating, so I guess in the wake of, of their size of their generation, they're kind of leaving like gloominess is what happens oh, when so, you're in your 60s. Oh, so it's an interesting. So they're they're like modeling yeah, the funk. Because there's so many of them. So uh-huh. it's not that they're gloomier than anybody else in their 70s or 80s. They're just it's skewing just the data. There's, there's so, so many, many of yeah. them hitting that yeah. at the same time. Well, that's sad. I didn't know they were so so right. gloomy. Well, like, was there an epidemic of divorces in the last 10 years as they all hit midlife crisis? Actually, Yeah. I mean, it was years ago, 20 years ago. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Um, another part of the gloominess is uh, among baby boomers, they feel like they got hurt worse yeah. by the Great Recession, as much as I want to stay away from the economy. But they feel like they really got- Recently, because right. they, they were the more senior officers of companies and maybe got let go because they were costing uh-huh. more. And... and they were ready to stop working. And uh, oh, now they have to keep working. That's true, huh? 
So yeah, plus mean, all the retirement, all the retirement money was worth a third less or two thirds less, depending on well, where. What's going to happen when they all cash out their retirement at the same time? Well, let's not have that. I don't know. I'm saying jobs for Bryce. That's what's going to happen when they. <laughs> you when, seem so happy. <laughs> hey, if you're not going to work, I will take your job. Just See, so you you're know. not going to be the gloomy generation. You're going to be very happy riding behind the waves. <laughs> In the wake of what they leave behind. It's It's got to be hard to be thinking, you know, you've been riding this wave, 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 and then all of a sudden it's maybe this is where the wave actually meets the shore. Right. And it's tsunami time or it's now it's hitting and it's things just, start to break uh, apart. It's going to lose steam. Well, plus just the impact it's going to have on our health system and on all of us. I mean, right. we're – I mean, and our – you know, we, our leaders, our wonderful leaders don't seem to quite know what to do with this big wave coming. Uh, Does um, that mean the whole country is going to turn into one giant Florida – 15 years from now? Yes. I mean, you know, in terms of the amount of geriatrics, maybe. Well, I mean, you just go golf carts everywhere. Oh, but I, I which would isn't lo- a bad idea. I would love, like, you know, all year summer, nice and humid, yes. everywhere. That would be great. Let's see if we can work on but that. But I think what will happen is they'll all move down oh, our south. our boss is giving the uh, baby boomers. Yeah, the baby boomer sign. Fist bump. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone, Solidarity. All, that's what will happen. I can see the country dividing. All the seniors, baby boomers or whatever in that, when they turn, when they retire, they'll all go south. All the young pumpkins will go up north and we'll have another civil war. Oh, I hope not. Huh? They'll win. Well, <laughs> they totally will. They outnumber us. Plus, they'll, that's where all the tourism will go. Never doubt the power of a guilt trip. Well, I appreciate your uh, incredible research on that, Bryce. You've done good. Baby boomers, we still love you. Everybody out there, you know, we're all in this together. We're going to make sure we get our wills made, though, right? So if you were motivated today to go pick up your game, go do some planning. Go make, uh, go start having some conversations with your kids, your grandkids. Let's figure out how we all want this to go down as we age. Big decisions coming up. Thanks for listening to us, folks. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back tomorrow. More ideas to give you a leg up on this crazy thing we call life right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.